Hello world and welcome to Cartridge Club Portable. I am your host Curtis Freisel and this month my very special guest is Church aka the Game Grinder. That's at the underscore Game Grinder. How you doing? Thanks for having me. I'm doing excellent. Yeah, uh, a fellow Midwestern brother from the great state of Minnesota. Represent. Absolutely. We, we're actually very close um, where I grew up to where you live right now. And yes. uh, we have yet to meet up, but we'll have to change that hopefully soon in the future. Totally. Uh, but thank you for being here. This was quite a crazy month, I have to say. I didn't know when I picked this game. Uh, what the response would be, and it turns out it was quite amazing. And what was that game? Why, that was Thor God of Thunder on the Nintendo DS. Now, this was originally released in North America on May 3rd, 2011, and it was based loosely, very loosely, on the first Thor movie as part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is why I chose it, because this month, Avengers Endgame came out, which was the big conclusion to this massive 22 film saga that marvel has been building and i thought what better way to celebrate that than to play a marvel game and thor was the one that won out question for you church have you Mm -hmm. seen avengers yet no spoilers if you have i haven't not yet are you going to i don't know if i'll see it in the theater i might i'm i'm weird when it comes to the theaters really but you do you like avengers yes well the first one uh, I wasn't crazy about, uh-huh. but I did really. I, the second one was awesome, and I'm I'm looking forward to this one. Like the Marvel series in general is kind of it's very hit or miss for me. Uh, I don't love it as much as most people do, but I definitely enjoy certain movies, and I've seen most of them. There's a couple I haven't, but I'm really looking forward to Endgame, especially after Infinity War. Like that was that's great. Sure, yeah, and just what Marvel has been able to do over 22 films, put together this massive story, it's nothing short of a miracle that it worked out as well as it did. I mean, look at DC. They completely dropped the ball, missed the mark. That was a failure as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, pretty much. Did you see Justice League? I haven't seen any. I've only seen, like, the the first two Supermans, like the Superman Returns and that's all, you, was it Man you, of Steel. Trust me, don't. You're, you're, <laughs> save yourself. Save yourself the time. That is precious time you will never, ever get back. What a flaming hot pile of garbage most of those movies are. So, <laughs> yeah, it sounds uh, like doing it. good. Uh, but anyway, back to Thor here. Um, yeah, uh, this was a game I chose for two reasons. One, as I mentioned before, it was because of the whole Marvel thing. Uh, two, I realized we'd never played a beat-em-up or a brawler for CC Portable, and I'm a big fan of beat-em-ups. Um, they were big in the 90s when I grew up, going to the arcade, you know, off the top of my head, you got Turtles in Time, X-Men, Simpsons, lot of great beat-em-ups. And then on the consoles, you had stuff like Streets of Rage, Final Fight. Uh, the list goes on and on. I'm a big fan of beat-em-ups. Where do you stand uh, with beat-em-ups, Church? Yo, oh, yeah, big fan of beat-em-ups, uh been been playing them since i was a kid uh actually back in elementary school i think i was like third i want to say third or i think i was third grade i used to draw double dragon pictures like totally inappropriate for a kid my age to be drawing in school but you know (laughs) no we all used to draw in school that's what you had to do back then we didn't have all the fancy cell phones and stuff now that you can sneak in and play games on you had to draw to keep yourself 
occupied while the boring sure. teacher was talking up front. But drawing double dragon, yeah, good times. That's great. So, so if you had to pick a favorite beat em up of yours, would it be oh, double dragon? Uh, no, it probably wouldn't be. Uh, I'd have to go with like, I mean, Turtles in Time. Uh, I'm right there with you. That you know, yeah. it, it seems like the boring, obvious choice, but yeah. it's so flipping good, especially in the arcade. You can get that four player action. Yes. And I was, I will admit, I was a little hesitant to choose Thor because to me, the beat 'em up experience is best played with someone else. There is nothing greater than sharing it, uh, that experience with a friend, popping in the quarters, uh, trying to see who can get the most kills, like Turtles in Time. I love seeing that number crank up and, and see who can, who can kill the most like foot soldiers and, and what yep. have you. Um, that being said, there are some great beat-em-ups out there that are only single player. You know, um, uh, the original final fight is only single player. Another one that comes to mind that I absolutely love Batman returns on the super mm. Nintendo. Yeah. Yep. Great, uh, single player beat em up. And this Thor God of Thunder is a single player beat em up. And, um, yeah, so that those those were my reasons as to why we played Thor this month. And like I said, we got a great response. A lot of people played it, but before we get to what other people thought, Church, what did you think of Thor God of Thunder on the DS? Uh, so overall, I enjoyed it. It was pleasant surprise that it was picked for CC Portable because it's a game that I had picked up a couple months ago. Um, I am a huge Way Forward fan. I don't know if my reputation, people are familiar with my 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 Shantae obsession, I guess, as it were. I'm a massive Shantae fan. Um, so that turned me on to Way Forward, and slowly I've been picking up more and more Way Forward games uh, over the last couple years or so. Uh, heard good things about Thor, was kind of surprised. You know, licensed games usually don't have the best reputations, but... From everything I read online, people are like, yeah, it's, it's a pretty cool game. I was like, okay, way forward. So let's check it out. Relatively cheap. I was able to get it new for like $10. Um, that, that's, that's a good thing, too, about this game. It's you most times you should be able to find it for about $10. That's, I would say, the going rate. And it's fairly easy yeah. to find. So yeah. that, that was a, 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 one of the reasons I guess I, I chose it as well. Um, I thought people would be able to go out and seek it. DS games can be really hit or miss if you're going to find them, especially once you getting it, get into the more obscure stuff, which I wouldn't say Thor is necessarily, but it's kind of skirting that line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and WayForward had, like, they had some what are basically considered gems now on the DS. Besides Thor, there's, like, Contra 4, Aliens Infestation. Oh, that so, was all way forward, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had no idea. Wow, yeah. I mean, I'm familiar with WayForward. <laughs> I think a lot of people know WayForward for Shantae. Yeah. Um, but I had no idea they did Contra 4 and Alien uh, Infestation. That's one game that I've been looking for forever, Alien Infestation. The same, same. Oh, and it's go, it's been going up in price like crazy lately. I see it yeah. at conventions, and it's, you know, 70 to 100 bucks now, it seems. Yep. <sighs> <laughs> just kill me but this was also way forward uh teaming up with sega to put out this game so just seeing yeah. that on the box made me think wow this must this might be something this you know i want to check this out yeah yeah totally so it, it, like we said it's a, it's a beat-em-up um it's your standard kind of beat-em-up you got what is there seven levels 
I want to say. I think mm-hmm. there's seven. Each level is broke up into three acts. Each level ends with a boss fight. Pretty standard beat 'em up stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, give me your thoughts. What'd you think? Uh, yeah, so gameplay was solid. Uh, there's a good variety, even though they don't add much as you play through the game. Um, it seems like uh, I didn't figure out exactly all the the finer details but it seemed like depending on the directions you're hitting during your combos he would do different things you could you know juggle enemies up in the air you could slam enemies on the ground you could interact with some of the environment uh pretty surprising i i was was expecting a lot more basic like you know maybe a, a couple swings and maybe a kick or something and no he has like there's a handful of attacks he can do that just keeps it fresh as you play through for sure uh, there's the the control scheme is a lot more like you said complex and has depth than most beat 'em ups i've played uh there's a there's a lot of stuff you can do and you mentioned the juggling thing that becomes kind of a major part of the game if you want to survive these hordes of enemies they throw at you yeah. you kind of have to get good at juggling the these yep. characters and um to branch off of that for a moment there's these things you can collect in the game called runes Mm-hmm. which give you different power-ups for your helmet, your body, and Mjolnir, the, the hammer. And you can kind of choose which ones you want to use as you uh, collect them throughout the game. And one of them gives you uh, an advantage to juggling characters. <laughs> like, they'll stay up in the air longer so you can keep juggling them, which I, I thought was funny. Yeah, yeah, the runes, runes gave you a little more versatility to kind of adjust things to how you play like i found uh, i used um i think one of the runes was increased damage for downed enemies i mean most of the time Mm -hmm. you have the enemies on the ground and you're just kind of bashing them so you're doing a little extra damage uh i think probably the best one uh it seemed a little bit overpowered but it caused like a stun attack when you threw yes molnar yes Yes. (laughs) and that i i mean i pretty much used that as soon as I got it, it stuck with me the whole game. I'm right there with you. That one paired with the fire one for the hammer. Yes. That that added extra fire damage, so every hit did a little bit more damage. Um, I used that one a lot. Yeah, there was like three that I kind of, once I found them, I kind of never switched. I just mm-hmm. kept those three. Um, and then the head one I would use either to get more strength, more health, or the orbs refilled faster. Yes. As you would kill enemies. Um, I will say, let's go down this path for a second. This may Mm -hmm. be a little controversial because it seemed, much to my surprise, everybody loved this game. I think this game is okay. Yeah, no, I'm 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 with you there. I'm with you there. And I'll I'll tell you why, and then I'll I want to get your thoughts on it. Beat-em-ups traditionally are shorter games. Uh, The beat-em-ups we mentioned in the past, most of them you could beat in roughly a half hour to an hour, depending on the game. And to me, that's the perfect beat-em-up length. When you're in the arcade and you're pumping in quarters, uh, you basically can win the game as long as you have enough quarters. And so it was nice to have it be short, you know. This game was so long. (laughs) Every level, every act was about 10 minutes long, which meant every level 
was about a half hour long. And to me, that is way too long for any beat-em-up level. And it, they were everyone was super repetitive. You're, you're yes. doing kind of the same thing over and over and over again. The enemies, they changed. There, there was a good variety of enemies as far as beat-em-ups go. I thought there was a good variety of enemies. And there was flying ones. There was big, ground, strong, gorilla-looking ones. There was uh, ones that uh, shot bow and arrows. So there was a good variety of enemies. But just you, were, you would just beat a horde, a big collection of enemies. You'd go another couple screens, and then you'd do the same thing over and over. And you'd do this for a half hour. And that just rubbed me the wrong way. What, what did you think about that? No, uh, that's it. Exactly. Like, the gameplay was solid. Uh, I'm sure we'll get to the other things, like the, the, the art design and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But, yeah, it just, it just kept going. And, yeah, and I, don't, and I was thinking of ways that maybe they could have tried to mix things up. But I, I can't, I wasn't able to come up with anything myself, so... Yeah, it, and there, by wasn't, the time I got, there wasn't a whole lot of variety. Yeah, yeah, it's. I mean, most of the levels is relatively the same. You're, you know, left to right, jumping up platforms here and there, jumping down platforms here and there. And, you know, every few screens you get a, a wave of enemies and rinse and repeat. Um, by the time I finished the game, like I was, I was struggling to keep my motivation, to be honest, um, and because of kind of the burnout that I was feeling, I never even bothered to continue to like some of the extra stuff. Yeah. Well, I don't blame you. I mean, you know, traditionally beat-em-ups have a few things to vary up the gameplay because by and large, they are very repetitive games mm-hmm. as, as a genre. But almost every beat-em-up has an elevator type level. So you're not just going from left to right. You're, <laughs> you're changing the, the direction you're going in you're making it vertical at least which doesn't seem like much but it really does make a difference in a game and then sometimes they'll throw in vehicle levels you know uh, turtles in time as we mentioned there's a couple vehicle levels you have in there Mm -hmm. just to switch things up a bit and while thor did have one level where you were like riding a rock for a second which is super refreshing when it happened absolutely there just (laughs) wasn't enough of that and i honestly i think every level could have been just one act and then you fought a boss at the end, and that would have been fine. That would have that would have really made it a well-rounded game that felt satisfying. You get to the end of the level, you felt like you earned it, but you didn't feel like you didn't feel tired, you know? Yeah. And 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 burnt out, like you said. And I, I think I wonder if part of it was so the I I did a little bit of reading about the game. So it was released alongside of uh, like a PlayStation three and Xbox Mm -hmm. or something versions of the games. And those were like, that was a full fledged game story scenes, Mm -hmm. voice acting where this it's like an abridged version. So I kind of got the feeling they like they're trying to match things up, but without all the extra stuff to kind of, keep you moving along so it just ended up being one really long level with some scenery changes essentially yeah i think in this game less is more would have been the the right way to go Uh, i also felt if i since we're on the nitpicks here I, i felt like sometimes you could get overwhelmed by enemies and as much as you would juggle and try and keep them down on the ground, they could do the same to you. And there was times where you just couldn't get out of it. 
and they would just keep hitting you and there'd be four or five enemies attacking you and their timing would all be different. So by the time you stood up, they'd be attacking you again and you'd just eventually die and, and you couldn't get out of it. That, that bothered me. That happened more often um, than I want, would want. Yeah, it happened a couple times. Uh, thankfully, there is the is like super move you can do in some of right. those situations. You can call the thunder or the lightning and everything. Yeah. Yeah, and that is a good way to get out of it. But if you don't have the orbs or you've already used it, you're <laughs> yeah. kind of screwed. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, for sure. I'm trying to think if there was anything else that bugged me. Those were my two big complaints. Did you have anything else? That... Um, I mean, I, I, I guess I could have there the the story and the events. Yeah, like it it left something to be desired. Like they had things that were happening. You know, at the beginning, you're kind of like following after Seif, and Seif ends up, you know, getting hurt or dying. And then there's always Loki's always kind of there, but everything felt like I was missing something. It's like, yeah, there was an engagement that uh, a disconnect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, I think that's because they're trying to abridge like a full fledged game to this very simple style. That's a so good point. I, I didn't even I, think I about that. I kind of gave it a pass, but it is it is a, a nitpick, I guess. Sure. But on the positive side, and this is where the game really shines, uh, the sprite work and, and oh. just the, the, the colorful designs of all the characters blew me away. So good. So good. Yes. Uh, uh, go ahead. Give me your thoughts. Yeah. Uh, so that's definitely one thing that's been... Uh, a huge appeal with way forward uh and it all started with when i first played uh shantae for the game boy color is their 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 sprite works just fantastic like i love it they put so much work into it uh and thor just seriously impressive like Mm -hmm. how smooth and the just for what could have just been a cash like a very cash and simple game you know, usually licensed games are like low effort. Uh, there's just so much care put into it. Attention Absolutely. to details, like the the backgrounds are detailed. The, I mean, the the even the the surface you're running on. You know, they could have just did a solid surface, and it has cracks and rocks and stuff. Uh, enemies just as well animated as Thor himself. The bosses. I mean, it's WayForward does sprite work so well. I agree. That is one of their major strengths. All their games look absolutely beautiful. And to segue off of that, I want to talk about the bosses because this was my absolute favorite thing about the game. Mm-hmm. The bosses were were that that is where this game lives and dies to me. Were the boss fights? Every single boss fight was different. I looked forward to getting to the bosses. It wasn't just go up and, and standard beat them up, you know, just keep pounding away at them. There was different strategies you had to use. You had to use Thor's abilities in different ways. You had to dodge these massive attacks that they would throw at you. It was so much fun. Uh, give me your thoughts on that. Yeah, uh, the uh, the bosses definitely made you make use of more of his... Thor's things like during the gameplay, like the standard levels themselves, you didn't have to dodge very much. I mean, you can, mm-hmm. but the bosses, it, it almost makes it a requirement because there's some Absolutely. of those attacks you just can't jump out of the way. 
And you kind of got to figure out how to approach each one. Uh, absolutely. They're all different. And, and most of the bosses took up both DS screens. They were these yeah. huge, massive sprites, um, which was just super fun to, to go back and forth on the two screens. And a lot of times you would go up to the top screen and have to like beat at their head or whatever and then come back down to the bottom screen. Uh, that, that was a lot of fun. And I thought it was great because this is kind of based on the first Thor movie. And uh, some of the villains in this game mm. actually appeared in like the Thor sequels. Like one of the bosses was Hela, the sister from Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. And yep. uh, n- another one of the bosses was the, I-, I believe it was the same guy. It was the fiery dude with the horns that, that, yes. <laughs> uh, that destroys Asgard in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he, and he, that was an awesome boss fight. That was, he was probably my favorite. Not, are you talking about the, the fire one or, or yeah. the end, not the end one? Yeah, the, the fire guy. The fight, yeah, yeah. Where, he, um, where is it, that wasn't the one. He had the big sword. Yes, 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 yeah, yeah. He would, he would um, do the sword stab thing. Yeah, that one was cool. Um, and then the, uh, the final, or was that the final boss? No, the final boss, he was like uh, more of like a ro- robotic looking dude. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Similar, but like he looked like a robot or something. And he had like a sword thing too, didn't he? That he would jab uh, down. You know, for some reason I'm drawing a blank on him. <laughs> that's okay. The final boss was great. And this just goes to some brilliant game design. You get to this final boss and you start, you finally figure out where you can hit him and hurt him, which is of course in his head, which is most of the bosses. And you'd barely do any damage. I mean, if we're looking, imagine his health bar is the length of a ruler. Every hit is like a millimeter. Yeah, yeah. Taken off. Like, and, oh, and, you think, and you're thinking, how the heck am I supposed to beat this boss? Every one of his attacks takes off like a, a third or a fourth of my health. And you're thinking, there's no way I'm going to be able to survive this onslaught of attacks. And his attacks are super hard to dodge. I mean, you got a razor-thin little hole that you can escape these attacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what it comes down to, this was brilliant. You don't even have to, like, kill him all the way with your hammer. Uh, Loki shows up to help you out and then gives you, like, the, the God of Thunder power. You're shooting lightning at him. And that really is, is how you hurt him. So you basically have to just survive these onslaught of attacks and then get the thunder power and and damage him. I thought that was brilliant. That was such a good fake out. Yeah, it, it definitely made it for an exciting fight. Kind of mixed up what we saw before. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't just the same bosses. Otherwise, he would have been similar to everything else. And right. Yeah, it, it really made him seem menacing that way. And uh, pulling in uh, Loki because the whole time he's like screwing up and apologizing and not really contributing anything and then there at the end then he comes in and kind of i guess redeems himself in this story arc anyways right yeah just a a solid game all around there are some extra things you can do uh or unlock rather um one was a survival mode type thing which is basically kill as many enemies as you can before you die i'm never i'm not a I'm not big into those types of little mini games you can unlock. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you, you, you said you didn't really do anything. After yeah. It, they, they sound like they could have been kind of cool. Cause you can play as pretty much all the other like NPC characters, the other as guardians. Right. Yeah. But yeah, they just sounded like they're just survival and maybe like time attack or something. Yeah. 
But by and large, I, you know, I'm not going to play a beat-em-up to unlock all the, the secrets and stuff. That's more just a cherry on top if you want it. I don't yeah. need that. That's not the type of game that I go into thinking I want to get all this extra content afterwards. The game itself, you know, that, that delivered. It gave me the fun experience I was looking for. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it, it's kind of interesting, too. Like, in anytime I have one of these discussions where we're like, oh, the game has too much content... Like when I was a kid, like I wanted nothing but like, you know, 60 to 100 hour RPGs. If it, these games weren't <laughs> just you had more content than I could uh, play Shake through, it, it, it wasn't it wasn't enough. It was, you know, that was how I judged my $60. Now it's like I don't mind these like two, three hour games here and there, especially when they're like simple, more simple experiences. But, you know, I again, I give them credit for giving a lot of things to do if you want to do it sure yeah absolutely but it's a good little palate cleanser these types of games you know in yeah. between the big long games all the rpgs that the cartridge club plays <laughs> i like to give a little palate cleanser in between here on cc portable yeah great uh and with that do you have anything else you'd like to add on thor god of thunder for the nintendo ds uh yeah uh i will even though it, it's not as, I guess, uh, in your face as a lot of, like, say, the Shantae games, but the music uh, for Thor was actually done by Jake Kaufman, who is a lot of people are mostly familiar with him from he's done the whole Shantae series. He also did um, Shovel Knight. Oh, you know, right. One of my favorite okay. Composers. And when I was playing the game, I wasn't aware that he was the composer. And then there'd be like certain melodies or. Um, other things that was like, wait a second, is that motifs that you kind of yes. pick up on that that he sound like you know it's like you hear a a song and you're like that sounds like a John Williams yes. you know, score yes. or that sounds like Alan Silvestri you you pick up on these little things that composers will these sounds that they'll use you know it's it's a weird thing but you can connect with that yeah yeah and you know I went back and listened to some of the music and it's not like it's not the best thing ever. Like, it's not something I'm going to just be thrown on in the background when I'm doing other things like I do with some other game soundtracks. But it's it's solid. It's, you know, it, it it's good enough where you don't you don't hate it because it's not grating because you listen to relatively the same music the entire mm -hmm. game. Uh, but unfortunately, it's not good enough where you can almost it keeps you going like some of those other like retro games with great soundtracks like the music keeps you keeps you pushing forward. Yeah, like, uh, say, Turtles in Time, one of my favorite soundtracks of all time. Yes. Um, and I guess the only other thought that I had was, and it, this might have been because how they did this game, like I said, it was uh, released alongside the, the, uh, the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox mm -hmm. versions, where it's very simplified. They give you a bare-bones story. So <laughs> I didn't know exactly where this game took place in kind of like the 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 mcu mm -hmm. and playing through the game the whole time it just really seems like thor is just a big jerk to loki like loki's like you don't see him doing anything wrong like if you read the story for the for the 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 con the console games like thor or uh, loki actually caused all this to happen but it's not right. like hey thor or loki did all this in the game so the whole time you're going through loki's like trying to come in and help and he kind of comes off like a bumbling like, idiot oh. 
I, I mean, You're I kind of, up. I kind of assumed <laughs> yeah. that Loki was behind it all. You know what I mean? Because he, but they, you know, they never explicitly state it in this game. No, they don't. And it, yeah, you're kind of waiting for that at the end, and it never comes. Yeah, you're right. That's a, that's a funny thing. Yeah, it just seemed like he was a jerk the whole time. It's like Loki is just he's just trying to help you out, man. Like lay off. Yeah, geez, stop picking <laughs> on your little brother. Yeah, but uh, yeah, for like additional thoughts, uh, I think that's that's mostly it. I think we've covered all the the other main points. Yeah, and I think the the one last thing I'll say because this is important in a beat 'em up is the the thwack sound. You know, like beat 'em ups live and die on that satisfaction of punching something. And I thought this game had that. You know, it felt good. It wasn't the greatest. I won't say that. Like it's not up there with. I think Batman Returns is one of the best ones ever. Like that feels so good to punch a guy in the face. But this had that <laughs> that you know that good thump when you smack them with the hammer uh, yeah. so i just wanted to point that out uh with that church are you ready for the three questions of doom uh let's do it all right question number one is this a good portable game yes i'd say it is even, you... even though we've had some nitpicks mm-hmm. you know it's not those don't make it a bad game it doesn't make it a great game, it makes it a good game. So, yeah. Yeah, I would definitely recommend it off of that. And also, because it's on the DS, it's very easy to close it and come back to it. You know, the DS yeah, had that uh, pausing feature. So uh, even if you're playing these long levels, it's easy to come back to. And because they're broken up into acts, which, like I said, each act is about 10 minutes, it does have a, a, a nice pick-up-and-play rhythm to it. Yeah, and maybe for somebody who's kind of playing it more on the go, where I just kind of sat down and played it like a couple hours at a time, maybe in smaller pieces, it's, you know, maybe it's not as bad because you're kind of breaking up that that monotony. For sure, yeah. Uh, Question number two, should this game belong in your collection? Uh, If, hmm. (laughs) Yeah, that's, I mean, for the price, I would say if you... If you have a DS collection, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's a cheap game. It's a solid game. It's by a great studio. You know, it's, uh, yeah, I say absolutely. You know, you made a good point. I was on the fence with this one. Um, I, I'm kind of in the, the maybe category, mm-hmm. but you're right. The price is right. This is not uh, an expensive game by any means, and it is by a great studio, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll join you. It should belong yeah, in say, your collection. If, if it was like twenty or twenty-five or thirty dollars, then I'd be like, eh, it really depends on you know what you're looking for. If you're yeah. a person who picks up games, but it's ten dollars, come on for sure. I know, right? <laughs> All right, and the big one, question number three: out of five, five being perfect, how would you rate this game? I would give it. I would give it a. I'd probably say a three. I don't want to say a 2.5 because there's, there's things that I, especially like the, the, the art style, the sprite work like Mm -hmm. is so good. Yeah. Out of control. And of course, you know, because I'm sure you're a a big listener of CC portable, you know, we don't do 0.5s here. It's, it's just one, two, three, (laughs) four or five. I'm sure you know the rules. That's okay. So, and I don't want to do the two because I think it deserves a little bit more. Yeah. I don't think it's below average. Yeah. 
And uh, I, I, I'm right there with you. I'm going to give it a three. I know a lot of people dug this, and, and I, I dug it too. I just, it should have been shorter. If it was shorter, it would have got that four. It's not a perfect game, but it, it, it could have had that four if it was shorter. Yeah. You know, valiant effort. Absolutely. Well, this is normally the part of the show where we do the two-word reviews. But you know what? I'm flipping the script this month, and I decided to do away with the two-word reviews. This, this show, CC Portable, it's constantly evolving. You know, some might say I, I go whichever way the wind blows in a certain month, and that's kind of true. You know, I'm kind of finding what works the best. I'm constantly experimenting and, and seeing what flows and what I like, what I don't like, where I can cut the fat. And I decided this month, we're going to do away with the two-word reviews. Instead, I reached out because I still wanted to get uh, some thoughts from the Cartridge Club. And I decided, in lieu of two-word reviews this month, I would reach out and ask you guys what some of your other favorite Marvel video games were. You know, there's a, there's a huge bevy of Marvel video games out there, or video games based on Marvel characters. And I wanted to know what you guys thought, because it turns out there's actually not a whole bunch of good ones. There's a ton of games out there, but a lot of <laughs> yeah. them, I'd say like two-thirds of them, aren't that good. Because as we yeah, know, unfortunately. licensed-based games tend to not be so good. They got a bad reputation. Um, that being said, there are some great ones out there, and this is what you guys said out there. Uh, Ramvox said X-Men Legends, OG, the original X-Men Legends, fantastic game. Both of them are great, as well are the uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance games. Uh, yeah, Must totally. Yeah, Musty Hobbit, this was a curveball. He said Captain America and the Avengers. And I clarified, I said the arcade version, I hope. And he says, I have the most fond memories with that version. Yes, because <laughs> if you've played any of the console versions, they suck. But the, uh, the arcade one's really fun. Have you played the arcade one of that? I haven't. It's good. If you, if, you, uh, can, if you ever run across it, give it a whirl. Cool. Um, Kyle325 said 100% with Musty on that one. He says Marvel Ultimate Alliance as well, which we just mentioned. A lot of people brought up, and this should come, to, uh, this should come as no surprise to anyone, Spider-Man for PS4. Uh, Josh yes. Leslie, Frantic Society, he said uh, Spider-Man on the PS4. Um, Liam, the Donovan Viper, said Captain America Super Soldier. Now that's a that's one that came out on the 360 and the PS3. I've never I've never played that one. Have you ever played that? Not familiar with that one. Me neither. So I don't know. Uh, maybe you guys can share your thoughts out there in Cartridge Club world. Rocket Sauce said Marvel vs. Capcom 2, a classic, very fun. Yep. Love those games. Um, Dean, Dean Lasagna, Round 2 Gaming, said, If you asked me early last year, it would have been Maximum Carnage, but after playing Spider-Man on the PS4, that is easily that one easily web-slings to the top of my list. So, another vote for Spider-Man on the PS4. Uh, P1 said X-Men Legends all the way. Steven Eider said going with X-Men Arcade uh, until I can think up something better. He never did, but... You don't need anything better when you got the X-Men arcade game. Yeah, that game's awesome. Uh, William Bristow also said X-Men the arcade game. And Adam Bickley said the X-Men arcade game. Uh, the voice acting was silly, but the gameplay was an optic blast. Love it. He kind of snuck in a two-word <laughs> review right there. Uh, so, yeah, some great games out there. I, I said the 
uh, Spider-Man game, the um, based on the cartoon, like the um, one for PlayStation or Dreamcast or 64. Do you, Church, do you have a, another favorite Marvel game that comes to mind? Uh, nothing that hasn't been mentioned. Uh, Spider-Man PS4, so good. Um, the X-Men Legend games, those are awesome. Uh, I have a couple that I've want to play uh recently i've been trying to get my hands on deadpool i know it's kind oh, of right yeah 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 separate from mm-hmm. like mcu but still marvel right uh, and that's supposed to be pretty cool and then i do want to play the the telltale guardians of the galaxy game which i've ah, heard right okay things about sure telltale games can be fun yes well absolutely lots of fun stuff out there celebrating Marvel and all its characters. And with that, that is it for Thor, God of Thunder on the DS. So why don't we quickly talk about what is coming up in the coming months for CC Portable. Of course, next month, our final game for Season 2 of CC Portable, we're going to be playing Lilo and Stitch on the Game Boy Advance, our first run-and-gun game. Have you played that game, Church? I haven't, but I've heard about it, and it sounds pretty awesome. I'm telling you right now, it goes for about five bucks. Go out and find it. You will not be disappointed. I cannot wait to talk about that game next month. Awesome. It is super fun. Uh, And then coming up in June, the start of Season 3 and our Summer of Platformers. We're going to be celebrating the 30th anniversary of the 1989 Tim Burton film, Batman, by playing the Game Boy version of batman so of course everyone's familiar with the nes batman game classic game but we're going to be playing the game boy version which doesn't get enough love and i'm very excited to play that as well uh then in july we have super princess peach uh, continuing our theme of playing any mar uh, Mar marvel playing any mario game that actually doesn't star mario we played luigi's mansion and uh, now we're going to be playing super princess peach And then we played, I suppose, the Donkey Kong 94 game. I'm excited to play that. Very controversial game in some respects. And then in August, we're going to be playing Angry Video Game Nerd Adventures, the game based on the angry video game nerd, James Rolfe, the YouTube personality, got his own video game. I was actually thinking, you know, there's a sequel that's out now. Would people be more interested in playing and talking about the original game or the sequel? Church, I'm going to throw it to you. What do you think? Uh, I would, I'd probably say the first, personally, I've never played it. I still haven't played it, unfortunately. Um, but I would definitely consider playing the first one. If you're doing the second one, I would still probably consider playing the first and the second one. Okay. Like some people, I'm, I'm one that feels like I need to start at the beginning. Like I, I got to play all the games before I play the sequels. I think that's a common thread you'll find in the cartridge club. Yes. So, yeah, maybe we'll just stick with the first one. So that's what's coming up in uh, August and um, the summer of 2019. So exciting stuff coming up. Of course, you can always chime in on uh, cartridgeclub.org if you want to suggest any games you'd like to see on CC Portable or if you'd like to be a special guest with me, yours truly, Curtis. You can find me on Twitter at CC Portable Unite if you want to reach out to me there. Um, and while we're talking about who's here, who's there, we got church here. Where can we find you? 
Uh, yeah, so I'm on Twitter the or at the underscore Game Grinder. I'm on Facebook, Instagram. Just look me up as a Game Grinder. Uh, primarily, you will find me on YouTube uh, with my YouTube channel, The Game Grinder. And then also you will find the Game Tenants podcast there, which is a bi-weekly podcast I do with a friend. And tell us a little bit about your podcast for those that uh, might not be familiar with it. Yeah, my podcast is mostly just kind of current events uh, and what we've been playing, what we've been collecting. Uh, I'd say it leans more towards what we've been playing, kind of like just talking about the games as we play through them, doing like mini reviews and then talking about some news stuff that's interesting to us, not necessarily interesting to the entire community because most of those topics are usually covered ad nauseum by all the people covering the news stuff. So we try to try to hit on some different things, I guess, sure, a little bit. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Well, make sure to check that out. And that's where we're going to leave it today on CC Portable. So once again, thank you, Church, for uh, being here, being my guest, playing along with us this month. Thank you very much for having me. Absolutely. And with that, we will see you guys next month for Lilo and Stitch on CC Portable. CC, unite. Unite.